As a cloud leader at Deloitte, I get to work every day with innovators who don't just wonder what's possible, they engineer it with cloud. If you're one of those people, you'll like Deloitte's OnCloud podcast, where my co-host Mike Cabas and I talk with business leaders and explore how to use cloud to impact business models, revenue streams, workplace cultures, AI adoption, and more. Join me, David Linthicum, by subscribing to OnCloud, where you get your podcasts. It's time to go one-on-one with DP. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios, here is your host, Derek Pearson. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. It's Thursday on 93.7 The Ticket, ticketfm.com. Again, the grill off tomorrow morning, 6 to 10 a.m. Get here. Prove your worth. Prizes, goodies, the whole shebangy bang. Come on out. Fire your grill up. Show us your goodness. Everybody everybody said they're, they're king grillers. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. We'll find it out. We'll find it out. It's going to be a good day. It's going to be a good day. We also have to thank the folks from Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. The hot butter wings, man. Come on. No joke. No joke. We'll, we'll check in with, uh, with Charles tomorrow and let him tell us what's on for the weekend. They have a busy weekend with stuff going on. 402-464-5685, Sarder Heyman text on Honda Lincoln Hotline if you want to chime in and add to the conversation. If you have questions, you have comments, you have thoughts, share them. You can follow us on the Sarder Heyman video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter live. We're up. We're rolling. We're talking fan bases. We're talking who I should should I'm in the, the the NFL fan transfer portal officially. I made my announcement yesterday. So Jay Foreman just in the pitch of the world made his bid and said that the Buffalo Bills would be very accepting and accommodating. That they feel like my talents would fit what they do, who they are. I think he damn near made me a Buffalo Bills fan. Yeah, he put in the work, man. It's crazy. He put in the work. He that was gospel. every every other fan base has some work to do. Yeah, that was church. That was church. There was gospel in that. But I have a sneaky suspicion that our next guest may have something to say about that. The autumn wind is a pirate, blustering in from sea. With a rollicking song, he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. His face is weather-beaten. He wears a hooded sash with a silver hat about his head and a bristling black mustache. He growls as he storms the country, a villain big and bold. And the trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. I'm 
not sure that that doesn't sell. There's some selling involved there. There's some real pitch to that. Let's bring in Barry Tops. Let's bring in the coach. BT, what's happening? What up, BT? Are you with me? BT, are you with me? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, what's all this stuff? I I heard Jack Del Rio apologize. I thought it was all over. You apologize. You're a funny dude. You're a funny. (laughs) You are a hilarious, hilarious dude. I just have to say. Let, let me get to it. I'll do it quick. I didn't hear James, but I'll put my best foot forward. Here, here we go. Here we go. Get to, get to pens ready. Here we go. There is no other franchise that has an owner who has coached a championship and also been the owner of a championship. There's no other, there's no other owner in the league that's been on the field as a coach and won a championship. That's, that's Al Davis. we got history there. Mm-hmm. There's been no other owner that sued the NFL and won. Mm-hmm. Right for the right for franchises to move, mm-hmm. and you get to on the field. You got three Super Bowls, and if it wasn't for a couple of things, including Ray Lewis and his defense, we might have had more. But we'll leave that there. Twenty-eight Hall of Famers, and if you want excitement, I mean, you got the Tuck Rule play, you got the Holy Roller play, you got the Sea of Hands play. You even have the Heidi game, and I don't want to mention the, that dirty reception against Pittsburgh. You got Don Madden. Come on. John Madden, who's more pervasive in the history of football? John, he's a Raider. They hired the first black coach, Art Shell, first high-ranking female official, Amy Trask, first Latino coach, Tom Flores, who won the Super Bowl, by the way. Even hired a former Redskin, Reggie McKenzie, as a general manager. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and something that the Raiders do. Al Davis never retired numbers because he didn't want to put any Raider above another Raider. I mean, come on, man. Come on. Come on. He said, you're all my children. You're all my children. Um, we've got, uh, in, in fact, it's poetry. And it's in Vegas. It turns out I'm working on a deal for your NIL money. I'm going to start a Vegas book club. Turns out people in Vegas read too. Uh-oh. So we get some books sold. Yeah, yeah. We get the NIL money. Yeah. You know, maybe we can get a flagship of the Raider States. I'm talking to some people over there in the personnel department. I'm working on things. I'm working. Uh, I'm working. People I'm in Vegas. People in Vegas don't read unless it's up in lights. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, no, no. There's a little. There's a population in Nevada just right outside of Vegas. They read the normal people. They don't come. And by the way, the world comes to Vegas. True. The true. world. What better kind of target rich environment to infect them with love, Trent, and impact and influence, and take them home with them, spread it out to the end. You'd be like the Johnny Appleseed. Of, of this new millennium of bookery. I'm just telling you. Yeah, that's where you need to plant yourself. Um, that's it, man. I, I got it. Look, and last thing, all this uniform, this form, this form, the Raiders are traditional, black and silver. That's it, baby. That's all we rock. And black and silver is always in fashion. That's why it never changed. I, I'm not mad at that. The book club it's thing been- and, the, and then the flagship, that everything, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but hey, your quarterback. Hey, hey, this ain't show friends. This show business, brother. Yeah, but your you quarterback wears eyeliner. <laughs> but his name is Derek. What's that? It is. Your but his name is Derek. Your quarterback wears eyeliner. Who does? No, no, no. <laughs> Marinovich. That, that was an experiment that didn't work. <laughs> every, hey, hey, every every team goes to its fits and starts. I mean, you know, we go down the list. I mean, there's a lot of franchises. We could list a lot of. 
suspect people on the center. We got through it. We got a great leader right now, Derek Carr. I mean, this team went through some ups and downs. Head coaching change, still competitive. They're on the right track. Proud history, proud tradition. They're located in a brand-new, splashy stadium. The world can't. They go to Vegas. you you got to gamble. Go here and this and that. you see got to see a Raider game. It's an experience, man. And our fans don't wait for Halloween. True. We true. don't wait for Halloween. True. We all like to get dressed up get every Sunday. Come on, let's get it on. Barry, I was asked this question on the text line. It says, DP, how much NIL money do you need to wear a star on your hat? A star? Yeah. A star? How much money no, would it take? No, 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 no. I heard you. No stars, no eggles, no star. <laughs> star. Get out of here. Yeah. Here's the reason why the Dallas Cowboys used to scrimmage the Raiders all the time. Is that they, 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 knew, they knew who was real America's team. It was the Raiders. Look. What's that? What's that uh, Lazarus po- poem about the Statue of Liberty? Give me your huddle masses and so the Raiders did that in football, right? They would they would take people that other people thought were rejects. Al Davis would say, "Come on in here," right? They would take things that were broken. Jim Plunkett was broken because they pulled them in, right? Helped pull all these young coaches that nobody wanted to give a chance. He had a tradition of doing that. He pulled them in there and said, "Hey, let's go make this." And plus, we got great nicknames. Come on, the Stork, the Twos. We got uh, we got the snake. Come on, man. I know. Fred yeah, yeah, cough would yeah. stick him. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. The greatest there's, story. There's character. a lot to that. There's a lot to that. Come on. Uh, Dusty said. Dusty says this. Barry, you just need to say, DP, uh, I need you. He said the last time you said that, DP said okay and coached with you. So, uh, listen to, to him. Remember how I signed on? I said, DP, are you with? He, he, he. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't hear an answer, DP. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> he still has to use his other official visits, Barry. Come on. Official visits. Now, sometimes you close that deal. <laughs> Never let him leave. You land at that school. It's got, the, it's got the campus vibe that you want. It's got the right co-ed mix that you want. You love the coaches. You love the offense that they run. Talk about the vertical game. You love the uniforms. You love the uh, the weight room. You love the meeting rooms, right? Everything about it, you say, oh, man, this is home. Yeah, this is it. This I don't is need difficult. no more. I'm done. This is this is where this is where you know right that that yeah, what happens. Yeah. He kn- he knows he and knows the recruit. I'll tell you how great the Raiders are. I don't need to put down other franchises to build the Raiders up. I'm just making a pitch on this is this is the one. This is home. See that's deep. That's deep. And I'm just saying. You know. You know if I felt weak about it, I'd be you know climbing on to don't do this. So I don't I don't have to do that. Well, there's that. There's that. And the Raiders have always been different. Outside the box. Come on, TG. This is right. This is hitting you in your bloodstream. Come on now. Well, I'm, this is this is how recruiting is supposed to go. We'll see what happens. He's got to announce his Come top on. five. All the, all the mess that you're rejecting about that, uh, what somebody said they call it the WTF team now. Right. I call the whole thing. Right. The, look, got a progressive owner. Al Davis. You, here's a great Al Davis story. When the, as the AFL and the NFL were finally, if some of the listeners, right, the NFL was the, you know, the established and they did it, and the AFL was the upstart. This, like, a lot in a different respect, like these spring leagues are. They're not aiming. They've learned their lesson. They're not competing against the NFL. But back in the day, there was room to compete against them. And so they started up the AFL. 
They're one of the franchises. They sold a different brand of football. They had different color balls, different rules, more exciting. And the NFL just ignored them. And then finally, as they started getting more and more players, recruiting players out of HBCUs that, that the NFL wouldn't take, and they start filling their rosters more diverse, the NFL started to worry about them. And so it finally got to the point where they were competing for the same players. And there's this one game where all the NFL executives, they were determined that this player, I forget who it was, that he was going to go to the NFL and he wasn't going to go to the AFL. Well, Al caught wind of it. And while all those guys are sitting in the locker room waiting for, for this dude to walk through and put the heavy pitch on him, Al went out to the field. And right underneath the goalpost, he stopped the player. And he signed it to a contract before he went into the locker room. Come on, baby. That, that, that's, win, that, baby. That, that, that's, Come the, on. That, that's the right way. Like, I don't know. Yes, sir. Seal the deal. Uh, yeah, it's going to be crazy. This is going to be this is going to be nuts. <laughs> hey, hey, Barry, we were we've been uh, through this transfer portal frantic off season uh, with college yeah. students, and you're you you have the ear and you hear the voices of of college mm-hmm. students um, at at almost every level and what they're going right. through. What right. are the things? What do they say about the transfer portal? Well, the guys that I'm dealing with, it seems to be more from a practical standpoint. I've had two guys that I work with who have hit the portal and, and you know, or transferred out of schools in this age. Um, one was a, a former quarterback here um, at, at Madison High School. He went down to William Mary, converted to tight end, and was doing really well. Got on the field in the spring game, got on the field, and, you know, just one of those guys that, you know, was getting on the field and getting, um, you know, playing time and all that stuff. But um, it came down to money for him. And, you know, he thought he could put enough in. And they, if I think I have the story right, they made it clear that whatever, for whatever reason, they weren't going to give him money uh, for this next season. Okay. Right? That his status there was going to stay. And that, w- that kind of forced him to look at something else. And then, like I said, I think I mentioned this. Make sure your grades are tight because he's going to land it. He's going to land it. Yeah, so he's going to have to and go play tight end for them. And 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 you know, I the more I see guys kind of what track they're on, the more I can kind of say, okay, you keep going this direction. This is what's going to happen. And he's a guy that I think eventually stays healthy. Not that he's injured, but stays healthy. Uh, he's tracking to a guy that's going to be playing after college somewhere. Um, so that's one. The other one, at a quarterback, and it's it just an unexplainable uh, kind of situation. He was 18 through as a starter, everything else. And then for some reason, um, the coaching situation soured on, soured on them. Uh, even 18-2 in a conference champion winner, uh, best co- small college player in the state of Virginia award, all conference, everything. A good guy. And I don't know, you know, I don't know both sides of the story, but in his case, it was like, this is unbearable for me. And so he transferred out, went to another school, and very quickly became um, not only the starter but the captain of that team, and he's going to have a great fall. So those are the two that I've seen. The NIL part of it, it seems like most of my guys are still pretty kind of figuring out where they fit in to that. Uh, I saw something. It's well-known. I have a quarterback at Michigan State. And they, it looks like the team banded together to form something called the NIL Club, mm-hmm. right, where the team is going to present, give digital passes 
to, you know, people that want behind the scenes content, stuff like that. And then there's, I guess there's some type of shared uh, revenue among all the players that are participating in it. Um, so I've seen that approach from the outside. Um, but, but most of my guys are, that's where they are. It seems to be a practical thing, you know, get me here because of this, not just because I'm pissed off and that type of thing. Uh, so that's the level my guys are at right now. That's all I can really say from a distance. I still think this thing has to shake out. It's, it's a little bumpy right now, right? It seems like it's careening one way. You know, you hear about a million-dollar figure early on. Now you don't hear about the guy. Then you hear about people setting this up, and they're paying for players to come, right? And then, you know, you have individual guys going out. You have guys transferring because now we're including in our recruiting. I think it's just it's kind of careening from one side to the other, but I think the amplitude of those swerves are going to get narrower and narrower. Um, you know, over the next couple of months, next years or so, that it'll very much become just part of the game. We're talking to Barry Thompson. Of course, this hour of sports brought to you by the folks at Ambition Electric. I want to thank Joe Davis and what he does for us and allows us to do. Barry, you just mentioned this NIL club, and I'm going to ask you to dive a little deeper because you are a creative thinker. And if hmm. Michigan, well, well, if if a program in the Big Ten is being proactive in a thing, we want to be curious about it and lean in. What can what what can be done in that space, based on what you you're hearing Michigan State does? Let's go a little bit further. Repeat what you said about what they're offering at Michigan yeah, State. I, yeah, I just scanned it, and so you know if I miss a detail, but it seems as if the whole team is presenting themselves to an audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, most likely, their warmest audience is their alumni base and their fans of the program. And they're offering, uh, what it said, a limited number of digital passes so that people, their fans can get behind the scenes content and so forth, which I assume their social media team is, is doing anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so now they're, they're going to provide that content to those people that have these quote digital passes. Um, and, and it's a team oriented thing. The, the thing that I like about the shared revenue and the shared approach is that it doesn't divorce uh, the, the the mission of the coaching, which is everything is about the team. So now you're making the NIL about the team too, and everybody can share in that revenue. Um, you talk about creativity. We've always said, you know, collective intelligence is way more effective than individual intelligence. Mm-hmm. So now you've got, the collective of those players viewing that if you're listening to them and feeding back and adjusting the content off of that, I think you have a greater chance of overall success and you eliminate what some of the people were worried about this guy making a ton of money, that guy making a ton of money. Now the team has a vested interest in the presentation of the team, how the teams proceed right now. Everybody has a vested interest in, Hey, I don't want to mess up my money. Right. I, I like that approach. And it's an approach that as they win more and more, their fan base is going to go. So it's tied to the result that you want, which is you want a team approaching winning and presenting themselves in the best light possible, right? Mm -hmm. And it may even lead to a little bit of players confronting each other if you have somebody that's going off the reservation say, hey, now you're messing with my money, right? And um, I I like the approach. I like it a lot. I think it's smart. I think for some of it, and while the powers that be want to stay away from pay for play, 
right? Mm-hmm. They want to stay away from that mentality, and they also want to stay away from the 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 money as the reason for accountability because there should be other priorities above your money. There should mm-hmm. be on field things that 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 players hold each other accountable for. But I like the idea of the team concept. Again, if you just put a magic number out there and said 100 players, um, it makes it easy for you to deal with donations. It makes it easy for you to deal with distribution. It makes it easy for you to deal with, 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 uh, with the accounting aspect of it because the number is simple. You know what you're getting based on what's in the pool. Um, and it allows people outside of the corporate world to contribute and get access to some of this information, right? Absolutely. You can tell exactly where to direct it. And the other thing, when you think about sports teams, there are individuals that pop up from time to time that become kind of iconic. But the, one of the reasons that they become that is in the main, in the main, and especially in football and, you know, in, in basketball too, it, it's their team that, that, that consistently win. You brought this up before versus baseball versus other sports. In baseball, you can have a guy like Tony Gwynn that stands out and maybe San Diego doesn't do really well, right? Mm-hmm. But in, in football, and even in basketball to some extent, uh, yeah, definitely, you you have your player that you love, but it's a team. And when you think about in our history, those iconic posters, you know, those iconic images, whether it's the, the, the dream team or whether it's the Bears doing their thing or – Going back to that team that's located in in the Washington Maryland area, right? Their presentation of their linemen and things like that, and so this gives an opportunity. Yeah, and you go back in the NFL when you way back in the day where these front fours were defined by nicknames like the Purple People Eaters, the Doomsday Defense, and all those things. Now, if you're taking that team approach, you know you have an aspect of a team that can can really bubble and people latch onto it and they're fans of it and they want to send their money. You know what it really reminds me of? Um, on the internet, there's something called the uh, Patreon. Mm-hmm. And the Patreon is really dedi- or kind of dedicated to uh, your fans of something. It can be an artist. It can be a guy that produces certain content. And people in the Patreon community will, will agree to um, essentially donate money that person and and you know for something some just pure donations but most of the times they're giving you some content right and then you know there's different levels of it and i like that right because it's tied to the output what do you want a college team to do you want them to be a team you want them to be competitive you want them to win and you want them to behave themselves and by doing that collective, pushing it all together, it seems like it kills a lot of birds with one stone. It, it, it's all, like I said, it's all interesting stuff, and I love the proactive folk, uh, folks, and I love the proactive approach. Uh, we'll throw it a break, and we'll come back. More from Barry Thompson uh, here in this hour, brought to you by the folks from Ambition Electric. We will be right back here to 93.7 The Ticket. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store. You're listening to One on One with DP on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. 